0: Welcome back to Nerd Is the New Cool podcast. My name is John, and with me, as always, is Justin.
1: Hey, how's it going? How you doing, man? I'm all right. Nice. I'm excited Good. about today's today's episode. I I I really am loving this pitting two uh, two films or two whatever against each other.
0: It was really hard to choose two films to limit it to two, and not to talk for like four hours comparing you know eight to ten different parodies.
1: Yeah, well so that's what we're doing today. We're doing parodies and we have decided to basically omit any Mel Gibson film from this episode because Brooks. it was just too hard. And so we we've, we've we've taken all the Mel Gibson or Mel Gibson, all the Mel Brooks out. <laughs> Mel Gibson's also not in this episode. He's not in so it either. We took out all the Mel Brooks. And so we've we've somehow narrowed it down to just two. We're going to talk about Hot Shots versus The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Yeah. So Let's just do a little bit of background about, about both films first.
0: All right. So Hot Shots, and we'll just do the canned IMDb summary. Uh, Topper Harley, a uh, top gun fighter pilot, is recalled to serve on the SSSS. Topper's mission is to destroy Saddam Hussein's nuclear plants. Unfortunately, Topper is psychologically imbalanced and is sure to crack under pressure.
1: I mean, yeah, and, and basically this is a fun one because it spoofs when on the rewatch of this film I was just writing down how many different movies it spoofs it's got throughout it. It's got a lot.
0: I mean, at, at its core, it's it's a parody of Top Gun, obviously. Right. For yeah, anybody who's seen it, that's what it is.
1: It's Top Gun, but it starts out with a Dances with Wolves parody. Yeah. There, there's a ghost scene. There's a Rocky scene. There's a fabulous, fabulous Baker Boys, Nine and a Half Weeks. They even throw in a couple lines from The Godfather, Gone mm-hmm. with the Wind, Superman. And there's also a Disneyland commercial. <laughs> yes. B- right at the very end yeah. uh, and,
0: and this debuted on july 31st 1991
1: and the second movie we're going to do is naked gun from the files of police squad real quick summary first of all this movie is a basically a, a continuation of the cult cop spoof series police squad exclamation point we should point out that these both have exclamation points Hot at tracks. the end, at, at, their end of the, at the end of the titles Pretty much spoofs uh, any police TV or film um, that's ever been made. And the title was actually changed to The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad to avoid confusion with the Police Academy film franchise who was, that was also created by Pat Proft, who we'll talk about in a little bit. And
0: uh, a quick summary from IMDb. Detective Frank Drebin must spoil an attempt to assassinate Queen Elizabeth II. And it debuted on December 2nd, 1988. I didn't realize. Well, I didn't realize that these were actually three years apart.
1: Well, I feel like Naked Era hot Shots seems way like more recent. It does. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's the fact that it just looks older, Naked Gun, or if it's with the fact that it has Leslie Nielsen in it, or maybe the Hotshots has um, Charlie Sheen in it, that he just seems like a younger actor. At least, kind of, we kind of grew up with him as like one of the main leading actors in but movies. It, like and this. it is a
0: really young Charlie Sheen, too.
1: Yeah, right. Before but I'm with you.
0: Tiger blood in him and all that good stuff.
1: or <laughs> Yeah, before he kind of lost it. So yeah. let's get to let's let's get down to the categories. Let's break down essentially, um, you know, let's rank these. We'll, we'll talk about and compare both films.
0: So we'll yeah. So we'll talk about like just the general rankings first. The ones that you and I have discussed we don't put a lot of stock in them but you know they're worth mentioning. So Hot Shots Rotten Tomatoes is an 83%, pretty good. IMDB
1: 6.8. Yeah, Naked Gun has a Rotten Tomatoes of 88% and IMDB of 7.6% or 7.6. These both these scores for both films are actually pretty high considering they're their spoof pretty high for for a
0: for a, parody, for a comedy parody movie. Yeah. But and and honestly I would expect to have you know, naked gun ranked a little bit higher. I don't know why. I just, when I saw these, I was like, "Yeah, that, that makes sense." I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Well, we got to give this to Naked Gun, then. Don't you think? Totally. Director, this is going to be a challenge.
0: Director is going to be a challenge. So, director, Hot Shots, Jim Abrahams, who also directed. Well, Hot Shots Part de Mafia, also an exclamation point, Top Secret also an exclamation point and airplane also an exclamation point. What I don't know. With I don't, I don't get
1: it. I, I, I don't know either. They're just trying to really emphasize the title of the film, I guess. Naked gun. The director was David Zucker. He also directed airplane along with Abraham's top secret along with Abraham's, but he also directed naked gun, two and a half and basketball and scary movie three and four as well as a rumored scary movie five. So, you know, I think I got to lean towards Abraham's for this one, just because I really, oh man, I, well, what do you think? What, what would you go with?
0: It's hard because they, well, one, they worked on two of the same movies.
1: So you have, so what it comes, what it comes down to is, do you like an airplane? but what it comes down to is do you like Hot Shots Part two and Mafia better than Basketball, Scary Movie 3? I'm going with Zucker. I like Basketball and Scary Movie 3 better than Hot Shots Part 2 and Mafia.
0: I would say that as well. I don't know if I've ever seen Mafia. Hot Shots Part two was it was good, but yeah. I'll go Zucker on this one as well.
1: All right. David Zucker, Naked Gun. Two in a row. On to Ryder.
0: This is this is another tough one. So, uh, writer is also writer of Hot Shots is Jim Abrahams, who also wrote Scary Movie Four, Mafia, Airplane, The Naked Gun series, and was a writer in the Kentucky Fried movie, and Pat Prophet, who, well, you'll mention in a second, but Carol Burnett Show, The Star Wars Holiday Special, all the Police Academies, Bachelor Party, Real Genius, both Hot Shots and Scary Movies three through five.
1: So a lot of heavy hitters. And then with Naked Gun, here's somebody new, sort of, Jerry's Jerry Zucker, who wrote, also wrote the Kentucky Fried movie, Top Secret Airplane, Naked Guns, etc., as well as the TV show Police Squad. Abrams, Abrahams also wrote Naked Gun. David Zucker also wrote Naked Gun, and he did all of those same things as Jerry, but also wrote Scary Movie 5 and Basketball. And then, as you mentioned, Pat Proft as well. So, I mean, I think that the only thing, the only way you could pick, you have to pick Naked Gun because there are two other additional writers on here, the Zucker Brothers, that bring with them a ton of other movies, right? Because Abrahams and Prof both wrote (laughs) both of these movies. Right. It's either that or it's a tie. I think we've got to give a nod to the Zuckers.
0: I think we'll give a nod to the Zuckers, too.
1: So we'll say Naked Gun again. Naked Naked Gun's hot out the gate. Yeah, it is. Best main characters. So we've got
0: Hot Shots. Uh, the three that I went with were Charlie Sheen as Topper Harley, Carrie Elways as Kent Gregory, and Valeria Golino as Ramada
1: Thompson. <laughs> I'm just thinking of so many quotes from this film, both films. <laughs> Naked Gun, we've got Leslie Nielsen, who plays Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Priscilla Presley plays Jane, Jane Spencer. Ricardo Mataban as Vincent Ludwig and of course George Kennedy as Head Hawk I was thinking really hard. I was I was I was like I don't know, dreaming about this and just thinking about all these characters and what impact they've had on me as far as like a viewer. And that's for me I'm actually I I have to I'm I'm, I'm picking hot shots because honestly because of Carrie Elways. But 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 it's hard because Ricardo Montalban, I mean Khan is just so iconic
0: but yeah I mean and well and that's and that's I guess that's that's kind of where I look at that like I mean obviously Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen I agree with you Carrie Always is Carrie Always. she's he's been a lot of stuff you know Valeria Galeno I, if she was in something else I don't remember her being in anything else
1: she's in, she's got a couple other random bit parts I mean I'd say this is definitely her peak yeah and, but I don't think this is Carrie Elways's peak. I think, I think, actually, ironically, I think he's already had his peak at this point with probably Princess Bride or... I don't even know what else. I just think after Princess Bride, he basically could do whatever he wants. And at this point, you know, now he becomes like kind of a comedic actor. And Princess Bride's kind of comedic, but this is just a straight straight...
0: In... Well, and he was in Saw, for God's sake.
1: Yeah. No, he's had a lot of different like career um I, I guess paths for the most part but mm-hmm. there's something about Kerry always I, I i'm just i just you and we i mean we didn't even mention that robin hood men in tights someone some would argue maybe that's his his second peak right
0: right and if we were including mel brooks films in this that would be one that we would be discussing of course certainly
1: and with Naked mm-hmm. Gun, I, I don't wanna want to slight Dustin Nielsen because he is a freaking heavy hitter in this movie, and he's, he just plays it so incredible. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the cast is great, but I'm going Hot Shots. Yeah, I'm going to go Hot Shots too. All right. Secondary characters. So for Hot Shots, we have
0: John Cryer as Jim Washout Faffenbach, Lloyd Bridges as Admiral Benson, Williams O'Leary as Pete Deadmeat Thompson, and Kevin Dunn as Lieutenant Commander Block.
1: And so for Naked Gun, we we pulled out, we got OJ, who plays Nordberg. The juice. I I think this is OJ's peak. Uh, Yeah. So now, hold on a second. I do want to say this is probably OJ's peak as an actor, but it's not his peak as far as a celebrity or as... Absolutely not. not, I I, I hate to say notoriety, but more like his notoriousness. is His obviously, me. obviously 94. We got Nancy Marchant as the mayor, and then Ray Burke as Schmeer And they're, 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 those are, uh, Nancy and, and Ray Burke are, are characters that you've definitely seen in other random films. But, mm-hmm. I mean, John Cryer, Lloyd Bridges, are you kidding me? Just those two alone, I gotta go Hot Shots.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going Hot Shots on this one as well.
1: So finally, as far as characters, the deep cut characters, and this is going to be tough because especially well, especially with Naked Gun, there are a lot of random deep characters that just there's pop a, up at some There was a ton of random characters. Hot shots, not so much. You yeah. really had to kind of dig for
0: them. So Christy Swanson is in it. She's actually one of the other pilots, just Kowalski. There is literally two seconds of film in which Charles Barkley and Bill Lambert appear as themselves recreating their fight. Mm-hmm. The other fight that they had in real life on a basketball court. And then you had Ryan Stiles as mailman Farnham and Bill Irwin as Buzz Harley to Hopper's dad.
1: And most, so most of the characters that are deep cuts to Naked Gun are just celebrities playing themselves, which a little bit happens in hot, happens a little bit in hot shots. We got Weird Al, Gro- Joe Graffisi, who plays the foreman who, I, I mean, he's not playing himself, but he's the guy that he barters with. Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie Jackson plays himself. Dick Vitale and Dick Enberg are announcers. Same with Jim Palmer and Tim McCarver, as well as Jesse Ventura. And there are a few other ones too. I just didn't list all of them. I think that like- Dr. Joyce Brothers. I was about to say (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Joyce is on there too. Yeah. So I think if we're talking about as far as quality, or if we're talking just total amount of random celebrity, uncredited or credited appearances, you gotta go naked gun. But if we're talking like acting prowess, Christy Swanson and Ryan Stiles and even Bill Irwin. He, he, he was in that, that new show Legion. He's been in a bunch of things too, but recently that new show, that um, FX Marvel show Legion, I, I guess it just kind of depends on your perspective. I, I personally, am actually going with hot shots because I, I, it's like you seeing those actors, you're like, Oh, this is kind of before Christy Swanson, especially until before she really took off.
0: See, and I went the other way of like, I would go, I I would go naked gun on this just because of what, like what you said before, just the amount of characters that were in it. Yeah. They, most of them were, well, most of them were playing themselves, but you know, Reggie had a couple lines. I mean, yeah, he was <laughs> brainwashed, but he was still kind of in there.
1: I was just saying, I think he had one line and it was, I must kill the queen.
0: I must oh. kill the queen.
1: over yeah. and Over again. All right. We'll call that. We'll call that a, a tie, a yeah. split on to the scenes favorite
0: scenes favorite scenes so hot shots there were there were quite a few that that kind of stuck out in in my head and we're you know we're trying to go in chronological order so very right off the bat you know when topper's riding on his motorcycle so he he's going back into the navy and he sees Murata, He sees Ramada on her horse, and then she starts doing tricks, and he starts doing tricks on his motorcycle. And she starts doing more on her horse, and then she turns into a gymnast and does a whole bunch of flips and everything on tree branches. And then,
1: what I like about that scene is that you can totally see the bar that she's on, and they don't even try and like hide it. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they kind of try and hide it with a, with like a branch, but it's so it's <laughs> egreg- it's egregious, and it's done, it's it's done, definitely done so like for comedic purposes.
0: Oh it's totally yeah I mean it's it's totally ridiculous. <clears throat> um, the next one just when he again, just a continuation he gets to the barracks there's some back and forth or whatever and then there's this six, to, 6 degrees of separation moment where I think you know Washout says you know it was actually my father that shot your dad and then Christy Swanson said my mother was a Pfaffenbach and we used to spend our we used to spend our summers at Eagle River, and then five guys in the Eagle River.
1: Yeah, not Irene Foppenbach from Eagle River. Eagle River. River. Yeah, <laughs> that's great.
0: Um, the entire bar scene where Ramada sings "The Man I Love," but then even after that, like turning into the bar brawl, where like all it took was for Carrie always to shove um, Topper and. <laughs> Everybody in the bar just starts fighting, chairs, <laughs> bottles, and that's where you get the the quick, you know, Bill Lambier, Charles Barkley, right, you know, flash in and just, and then you know, ramana says, "What's what's wrong with you? Can't we ask civilized people?" And then everybody just, oh, yeah, they yeah, all start uh,
1: hugging, they all start hugging each other.
0: Sorry, yeah, sorry, guys. When well, there's
1: there's there's some subtle comedic parts there. One's one's subtle, one's not so subtle. The not so subtle one is where she's like flirting with that guy, and he opens his mouth, and the giant tongue comes comes tumbling out
0: Oh cartoon that, character totally, that's not bro. subtle
1: but the subtle one is when she's walking and singing and then she starts taking a drink and then she's still singing <laughs> and
0: she's got the mic just whatever
1: yeah but like the, the lyrics don't stop even though she's taking a drink which is just it's very subtle but great there, yeah it
0: was <laughs> just that yeah that entire sequence was was just ridiculous and then going into the even more ridiculous right after the bar scene, Topper walks from Rada home and then she invites him in to spend the night and he ends up feeding her everything out of her fridge, off her stomach.
1: I would say, but in like a sexy way. And then she, and he starts yeah. cooking eggs, frying eggs and bacon,
0: frying eggs and bacon and hash browns on her stomach. On her
1: stomach. <laughs> She's going, Oh, mm. Mm.
0: and then they finally kiss. Right. And then, and then it flashes through the morning. Um the the dead meat sequence so the 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 entire time the the entire sequence from his wife saying oh i got off i got you know i got off work early there was a meltdown at the plant and then a black cat walks in front of him and then they walk under a ladder and then her mirror breaks and then they talk about evidence for jfk and (laughs) he doesn't sign his life insurance policy and then you know he ends up crashing but then after he crashes it's it gets out and he's fine Get, you know, climbs out of the hole and he's fine, and then he gets nailed by the ambulance. Gets hit in the gets hit in the head on the ambulance, his head squeezed in the automatic door, the doctor pinches his you know, the doctor bites his nose. He's like, This is gonna this is gonna hurt.
1: No, it's his, his penis.
0: Is it bigger than mine? Yes.
1: <laughs> two Cs of morphine, and then she gives it to the doctor in the arm. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks. thanks very much, nurse. Is he gonna be
0: okay? Not sure. Not a very good doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he says what could go wrong? I'm in a hospital. And then it flashes immediately to the next great scene. Oh,
0: yeah. Where, and again, the, in the entire scene with, you know, the beginning of Topper, you know, offering a gesture of $2,500. And of course, you know, she says, Oh, well, thanks Topper. And with this lucky lotto, this 3 million, I won on this lucky lotto. I can just, I could take this 2,500 and just blow it all on hats and just, uh the look on topper's
1: face yeah the funeral the, the whole funeral scene is pretty great because you've got <laughs> i mean, besides yeah. some of those quick one-liners but then i mean this is really when lloyd, lloyd bridges kind of steals the show and is is just up there up there talking and then at a certain point yeah the, the uh, six gun salute or whatever seven gun salute I don't, I don't remember how many guns it was five or seven and he just loses his mind and thinks he's back in vietnam, <laughs> vietnam flips over the casket and shooting, shooting the, shooting the soldiers, throwing grenades. <laughs> oh God, I love a good funeral. Yeah, I love a good funeral. So, <laughs> so, so good.
0: And then speaking of, speaking of Lloyd Bridges, you know the meeting between, between him and Captain, Captain Black, he's, or Commander Black, where he's drinking, he's drinking pudding out of his coffee mug. He's, you know, he goes up to a painting. He thinks he's looking out the window, and he's like, "Look." How they might move around on that base, Roy? Roy, i been twenty years. He's not even saying anything to me, and just just everything just coming out of his is coming out of his mouth is like his head is full of like just cats just doing what like like you can smell crazy on him and like you have no idea what's gonna come out of his mouth next and it's just it's insane, right? And in general, I'll just say this: like pretty much my favorite scene is any scene with him in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah he is he is definitely a scene stealer he is a total
0: scene stealer and then um quick ones top for singing only you and and really not not for the song but really for the parodies that goes into so we kind of touched on it earlier but just in that one sequence you have a rocky parody a gone with the wind parody and a superman parody all within that same song
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep it's like a montage of parodies within a song
0: it's a montage of parodies within a song. And then the final um, fighter jet sequence, just with the flashback, the unique tactics, the language that the enemy is speaking is complete gibberish. And they're named like couscous and hummus and pita baklava.
1: It's so, so ridiculous. <laughs> it's, the name. it's
0: really ridiculous. Yeah. You know, dropping the bomb, literally like Sodom spits out his drink and a bomb falls on him and he catches it. Yeah. Right and just landing with no wings with, with washout talking him in.
1: Right. You're doing great. Just lost the left wing. Keep on going. There, <laughs> there goes the other one. <laughs>
0: All right. Call the ball touching down and just,
1: yeah. Yeah. Lots so, of good scenes. So who, what's your favorite scene?
0: I would, I'm going to have to say the funeral.
1: Yeah. That was one of my favorites. The one that I, I cracked up the most on, as a, on the rewatch was the the entire dead meat sequence from him crashing to just getting the crap kicked out of him by people that's trying a, to trying to quote unquote second. help him.
0: <laughs> that's that's a very close second for me. But I love I love me some Lloyd Bridges in this film, and and there are a couple just like quick scenes with him in it that are hilarious that we don't even mention. But
1: well, right, we'll we'll, we'll go over those in quotes. But just I mean yeah. I think that's the thing about his, his scenes are not necessarily that super memorable, but the quotes he says are super memorable.
0: No, they are. And uh, we, and we didn't even touch on all of them because we would have ended up quoting the entire movie.
1: Yeah. And we'll, but we will be quoting the movie a little bit later. So naked gun. Yeah. All right. Opening scene is the undercover Beirut scene. And mm-hmm. he is serving water drinks to basically the major enemies of the U.S. that are worldwide. So I looked up who was in there. And I recognize some of them. We got Idi Amin, Yasser Arafat, Fidel Castro, um, Khomeini, Ayatollah, Ayatollah Khomeini, uh, Muammar, what's that?
0: Ayatollah Khomeini was Iran. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Muammar Gaddafi and Garbachev. And just the whole part where he ends up, he gets mad because they're talking trash on the US. Then he gets in this huge brawl with him, beats them all up and and the part where he wipes off Gorbachev's <laughs> his birth um, birthmark <laughs> and it disappears he goes I knew it <laughs> I knew it <laughs> okay so that's a great scene and that's even before in the credits scene that's a pre-credit scene and then we get to the credits and I think I these are my favorite this might be my favorite credit scenes all the naked guns of any film ever because it's from the perspective of a police car and all you can see are the the lights but then at first it's on the street and then it's on the sidewalk in a car wash and it just goes completely off off the rails and off the road. It's driving through a house, it's driving through a women's locker room. All of a sudden it's on a roller coaster and then that's just a couple different scenes where this cop car is basically driving and then it ends up at a donut shop. Of course. Of course it does. So, and these are all like consecutive scenes. So It spaces itself out a little bit later but the next scene right after that is the beginning of the movie. And this is the OJ scene where he gets mm-hmm. shot. And that entire sequence is just hilarious. First, he walks in and he goes, nobody move, drop your weapons. And there's like seven or eight of them. And the one guy throws down his gun.
0: <laughs> one guy, <laughs> did, yeah. one guy put his gun down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then comes Maltaban he says, basically kill him. But that's not even what almost kills him. It's everything else after that. He, he hits his head on the pole, burns his hand in the furnace, Falls into a, a wet paint and gets paint on his coat. He goes, "Oh no, my jacket!" And then he <laughs> slams slams his finger in a window, face plants in a cake, steps in a bear trap, and then falls out of the window into the water. That entire that entire thing is just very silly. It's and it, and it, it it's actually
0: really good because it sets up the entire movie. I'm like, this is the kind of movie that you're going to see. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Go ahead and and just realize this is just going to be ridiculous and most of this is not going to be i mean that's that's the that's the purpose of a spoof of a spoof film absolutely Absolutely. yeah the next scene that i think is a memorable one is the press conference scene and he forgets to take off his mic and then goes to use the urinal for a very long time because you can see before he's giving a speech he's just basically, he's he's drank all the water in front of him, like three different pitchers of water for some reason, <laughs> mm-hmm. which which is just setting up the gag, basically. Like, if he doesn't do that, everyone would be like, why is he going to the bathroom so long? What's wrong with his you know, his uh, bladder, for the most part? And he Next starts scene. singing. And What's
0: he head? Starts, he, starts, he starts singing, and then yeah. he starts farting, and then and then he kind of pulled like a little off, like a pre-Austin Powers Austin Powers, where he, he finished, and then everybody was just going like this and then he stuck, and then he kept going again. Yeah. Go. Like ah, I I recognize
1: that. I never thought about that. I wonder if I'm I would imagine part of the Austin Power scene is definitely inspired by Hadrian. It has to be. Whether it, whether it was explicit or implicit or intentional or unintentional. Got to be some influence there. I'm going to say there is. So the next scene is is the entire of, you know, eventually Drebin finds his way back to the harbor. And I didn't put down the "I love you" scene with the with the boat. I just didn't think it was that super memorable. But that whole scene leap that's in the hospital with OJ. Eventually, it leads to the harbor, and this is when the first thing he pulls up, and and this is kind of a running gag that whenever Drevins driving, he just runs into things and people and cars and doesn't even notice. I think it actually at one point he his car is doesn't doesn't his uh, air his uh, his what's it called the um. His airbags go off. His airbags go off. And then it, it
0: and then it, it just rolls down. And then he starts shooting at his own car.
1: Yeah. And then it somehow like turns the corner. And it's like on fire driving. Anybody get a license plate number? All right. But then, so now he's got that car back again somehow in the next scene. And he's at the harbor. And he knocks the guy off the pole. But, and and I cracked up. I forgot about this scene where there's a, there's a, there's just a, a patrolman basically saying, please disperse. Nothing to see here. And he's got a, you know, microphone. But he's yeah, he's a bull- bullhorn yep. he's saying it just to two people <laughs> there's only two people standing in front of him and they're like right in front of him they're right in front of, in
0: front of him and he's just blasting at them.
1: yeah yeah they're they're six inches away from the bullhorn. then we see a, a chalk outline in the water of where he fell in which is just absurd in itself and then it, it it leads to this negotiation where drebin's trying to get, in, get information and i was watching the back and forth drebin actually makes twenty dollars somehow and then also the guy owes him twenty dollars as well. Yeah. Is it spot me 20? Here you go. He gives, gives him back the same twenty. He goes, How about now? All right. <laughs> yeah. So that, that scene is pretty great. The next scene, and this is kind of, this is a little bit of a ridiculous one. There's a fight out. Well, basically it's the car chase with the student driver. So one, one yeah, of
0: these. The doctor gets hypnotized and he tries to kill Nordberg. Drevin stops him. The guy and then he jumps in a car and driven jumps in a car. Except the car that he drove jumps in is driven by a student driver and right. a driving instructor.
1: Well, and and I I cracked up big time where the student driver or the student driver's instructor is telling the student driver how to flick off the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Extend your Extend your middle finger. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and that just part just really got me. And then it ends with this this what used to be a car he's driving just holding the steering wheel yep. into a giant fireworks factory. And again, Drebin going, "Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And behind him, all I just see the
0: Please disperse. Yeah, the whole thing It's just going up and whatever. The whole
1: thing, nothing but fireworks, giant 4th of July show. The next scene that gets me is the the you know, the falling in love montage for the most part. And That's so they've cool. they've had a romantic evening together and now the next day they're spending the day together and they're but what got me the most is that well first of all i mean they're they're like they're squirting ketchup mustering each other they they walk out of platoon and they're laughing together yeah and then the running on the beach part and there's multiple scenes that but it ends with them holding hands but clothes lying another couple on the beach and then the entire montage ends with 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 Drebin clicking his heels, and then it shows credits as if it's the end of a music video, which I thought was a great little touch to it. It was
0: that was really good. No, I really, and I forgot they did that when when I rewatched it. Yeah, yesterday,
1: right? I was like, oh.
0: I forgot that that was in there.
1: So then there's a stakeout scene, which is it starts with with Drebin and um, what's his name hey. Ed sitting in in uh, in their car. And I had to look this up. So they're eating red pistachio nuts. Have you ever heard of those before? No. So apparently they stopped making those back in the day, like in the in the late 80s, early 90s, because they used to export pistachio or imports pistachios from like the Middle East and the Middle East pistachios had like red blemishes on them. So they would just dye them all red so that it would like be uniform. And so they're just chomping on pistachio nuts and there's just all these seeds outside the window, and their mouths are just covered with pink and red. It looks
0: like they have lips, or it looks like they have shitty lipstick on.
1: Yeah, and then anyway, and then he breaks into Ludwig's office. He yells bingo and pulls out a bingo board, and it ends with a sexual assault <laughs> charge with a giant concrete dildo. <laughs> that was the official. That was the official charge against Driven was sexual assault with a concrete dildo. <laughs>
0: So ridiculous.
1: And finally the last scene is I kind of grouped this together. This is pretty much like the entire baseball scene. And I, I I was trying to pick out parts of it, but it's I mean it's the whole thing. The entire time they're at the baseball game. And it starts with Enrico Palazzo, him singing the national anthem, the entire thing, all the plays on the big screen with with you know the, you know, they're sliding in the base, they're running into each other, then all of a sudden the next one he slides in a second and like a lion attacks him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets hit by a car. Gets hit a guy, by a car. Guy gets decapitated by a fly ball.
1: Right. No, he goes to jump up against the wall for a, save a home run and, and his head pops off. Yep. And, and then I don't think it's Edinburgh goes, How about that? How about that? <laughs> uh, the chewing tobacco scene with all the players and the wives. And, and then, the, of course, and
0: the, well, and, the, and the umps and just like everybody. everyone.
1: Everyone. Yeah. In the, basically everyone in the stadium is chewing tobacco. And then he goes to pat down all the players because now he's the head ump. And I cracked up at the pickle. with eventually the ump's are in a pickle, <laughs> uh, from like with the player and another ump, and then the brawl, and then the entire scene with Baltaban. I mean, it's the whole thing. It's it's literally the entire baseball game, and, it, and it finally it culminates with with OJ being knocked back down the or knocked down the steps and does like a full front like three cartwheel off it's, the top It's like deck. the last twenty minutes of the movie. It really is. It's a full. It's essentially. Yeah. it's kind of one scene. <laughs> So there it is. What's your favorite scene?
0: This is this is tough. But I'm going to say the baseball scene, except I'm going to be specific on the, okay. the part of the baseball scene and it's it's uh, it's hard not to choose Enrico Palazzo. Just yeah, right. because it's
1: yeah. Just
0: I've, because it's so bad. And and it and it comes back at the end like when he when he saves the queen. Yeah. He takes, He's like, the umpire saved the queen. He takes it off, and he's like, no. And he was like, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo.
1: I think the guy who yells that, isn't he from Teen Wolf? Sure does look he, like the guy. If he's not from Teen Wolf, he looks like the guy from Teen uh, Wolf. No,
0: I think, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Just, yeah, the, the national anthem with Enrico Palazzo.
1: J- just to not be redundant, because I was going to go with the baseball game, too. I'm going to pick the OJ being shot. And it's it's a pretty short scene, but that that like three minutes, I just remember that so vividly. And you know, OJ, he really he brought some good things to this movie for sure. He definitely did. All right, scene stealer. So for hot Shots,
0: there aren't that many, but uh, definitely Lloyd Bridges, and then probably John Cryer. Is another good one, but I would say that of those two, Lloyd Bridges is the in stealer. It's
1: got to be, it has to be Lloyd Bridges. I mean, every, every time he's in on screen, he's just everything he's saying is funny and, and just out, 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 of, out of town, out of world. Yeah. Lloyd Bridges, Naked Lloyd Gun, Bridges. Naked Gun. I, I got OJ. I really like John Houseman, who's the driving instructor. Um, he's very subtle. I also put Priscilla Presley and Ricardo Maltabon. Do you have any others to add?
0: No, not really. No, I can't think of anybody else.
1: I'm going Maltabon.
0: I'm going to go with Priscilla Presley. Just because in like a lot of her dialogue is really subtle. Mm-hmm. But like when she says stuff, it's like, what, what did she just say? Like, what?
1: Huh? yeah and I, and I don't i don't think i mean this is definitely one of her first acting roles and and okay. she does a really good job and it, it is pretty subtle And her comedy definitely is not well i mean it kind of it, it, it honestly it matches really well with less nielsen because his comedy is not it's not super physical it's not I, he's not making goofy faces he plays it very straight yeah and yep. she does too i agree all right that's a good pick okay music there's, 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 you know, unlike the last one we did, the the last day of school, there are not as many songs that we have to really debate about. But there are a couple good ones.
0: No, there there aren't. The, those two movies were probably were known for their soundtracks. Uh, this one, Hot Shots, got a few. Uh, Dream Lover by Bobby Darren. I uh, say it's in the first five minutes of the film. What the world needs now is love by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. Only You, performed by Kenny James. It's Not Unusual, by Tom Jones. You Can't Touch This, by MC Hammer. And The Man I Love, which was actually performed by, well, kind of performed by Valerie Galino
1: and Rachel Sweet. And Naked Gun has I Love LA, by Randy Newman. I'm Into Something Good, which is the music video that they basically make, by... Uh Jerry Goffin and Carol King and Louie Louie by Richard Berry. I think we gotta go hot shots with this one. Yeah. There's some pretty big, There's I mean, some just, big ones in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hot shots it is. All right. On to best quote.
0: So hard. There's lots of good quotes. Uh right off the bat, um, just a a couple good ones. Where Topper says, cute, and Deadbeat says that dead meat says thanks I'd like to stay in shape just I think it's and yeah. both of these films had that kind of subtle humor where it's like oh it's like, oh yeah thanks I like to stay in shape I don't even know what, what Topper was referring to when he said cute I think actually <laughs> he, he might have been looking at the pictures of dead meat's family and saying cute and then yeah he takes it the wrong yeah, way.
1: yeah he, he was he's looking at it looking at his wife and, and daughter I think <clears throat> And then, again,
0: Admiral Benson is all over this, but he says, be seated. Many of you are wondering what's wrong with my pants. Well, they started running short of materials right before they got to the knees, so don't give me any shit. Ah, look out there at all you wonderful guys, and I say to myself, what I wouldn't give to be 20 years younger and a woman. You know, I've personally flown over 194 missions, and I was shot down every one, come to think of it. I've never landed a plane in my life. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and then the, the one right after that, are you all right, sir?
0: Of course I'm all right.
1: Why? What have you heard? <laughs> right.
0: And then, you know, Ramada saying, look, if I were joking, I would have said, what do you do with, the, what do you do with an elephant with three balls? You walk him and pitch to the rhino.
1: <laughs> you are serious. <laughs>
0: And again, some more of that that subtle kind of off the wall humor, Ramada telling Kent, we were only hurting each other. And then Kent responds with, I thought that's how you liked it. Ramada has some good lines in here. She does have some good lines. And then like this next one. Like this next one. You know, Topper, this was this was when he was invited into her place and she said, You know, my landlady's kind of nosy. And Topper says, Well, what about your landlady? And Ramada says, You can do her too. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then he trips on the step. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this one's <laughs> washout gets kicked out because he has. He says it's my eyes. I've got walleye vision. Dead meat. Dead meat. Asks him, isn't there anything that can be done? And he says, Well, there's a delicate corneal inversion procedure, a multi-optic pupil optomy. But in order, to be, in in order to keep from damaging the eye sockets, they've got to go in through the rectum. Ain't No man going to take that route with me
1: that's, just, that's so ridiculous that it's well number one what it's called, but also that he has to go through the rectum to get to his eyes <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah and then after after the entire dead meat sequence they get to the, they they get to the hospital and you know, Washout's been dragged by his parachute by the by the ambulance the entire time. And Topper says, ah, Washout, you made it. And he says, why, thank you, Andre. I'll have the Vio Piccata. And then he passes out.
1: It reminds me of Spaceballs when after they, you know, come to a halt from ludicrous speed. He says, are we stopped? Yes, sir. Great. Let's take a five-minute break. Smoke if you got him. Is <laughs> 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 <it's> totally concussed. <laughs>
0: And then so at the funeral, and this was the the Godfather reference where you've got Admiral Benson standing up there saying, Pete Dead Meat Thompson is dead. So is Mo Green, Tatalia, Barzini, all the the heads of all the five families.
1: Yeah, that's the reference to the Godfather there. Just a a a
0: classic reference. And then he goes on to then there were just a couple of little quick quotes like after he Here's the gunshots, and he starts firing on everybody. He says, "Have they no respect for the dead?" And then, <laughs> "Oh God, I love a good funeral." Dead right. well, meat's wife is crying next to him because he's using the he's using the casket for cover.
1: <laughs> yeah, that he started. He start he started this fight.
0: That he started the fight, and this one this one's a little subtle one, but like again, rewatching it, it caught my like it kind of caught my ear, and I said, I, it, it, I think that's this is the kind of subtle humor that both these movies can be known for. Is you, you, there's a, there's a scene in his office and Admiral Benson says, "Read that back to me, Francine," and then Francine starts reading a paper saying, "And if you ever put your goddamn hands on my wife again," <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a subtle one.
0: It's a it's a just and that and that's it. That's the end of it. And then Block comes in. And then actually, in the exact same scene, this one where he starts talking to Block, he says. Thompson wasn't that good of a pilot anyway. He only had a small family. Kids are a pain in the ass. wifes on the sauce. Hell, poor bastard's better off dead. What size shoe do you wear? And then Block says, a nine, sir. Good. It's settled then. We'll send Harley to the front.
1: Like, that That's thats something I, I i want to start making decisions based on people's shoe sizes. <laughs> and, and how did the shoe size of nine determine <laughs> that
0: Harley yeah. goes to the front of the squadron? Like he's yeah. going to leave. Oh, okay, yep. That's what we're going to do. He's going to leave
1: now. He's got his own system. He's like, uh, like Two Face, but with shoe sizes. Something like that. <laughs>
0: and then more Admiral Benson because he's just he, he's comic gold in this entire film. In exactly how many hours? Seventeen. Yeah, For exactly four hours and seventeen minutes. We hit the enemy toast. Block says, "I think, I think that's enemy coast, sir." And he says, "Huh, coast." It'll take a little bit more planning, but it doesn't matter now.
1: <laughs> I'd like to know, I, I feel like I read somewhere that a lot of these lines were actually not ad lib. Like, this is a lot, the, most of this is scripted. But I'm always just curious, like, how much of this they came up with.
0: Like, how, much the the, how much of the, especially because it's really off the cuff. Like Yeah. Especially Benson's character, where, like, everybody else is playing it serious, and then he just takes it a completely different direction.
1: Right. So... It's not silly. It's just wacky. Like it's, it, it's, it's like, exactly, exactly. what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> what is he, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. And then,
0: um, you know, Topper Harley talking about his dad saying, my father used to say that not playing to win is like sleeping with your sister. Sure. She's a great piece of tail and with a blouse full of goodies, but it's just illegal. Then you get into the whole inbred thing. Kids with no teeth who, who do nothing but playing the banjo eat applesauce through a straw farm
1: animals (laughs) and then one of i was gonna say for topper (laughs) being the main character he really doesn't have that many lines he doesn't or or humorous lines i should say
0: no most of them are i mean and again most of them are like subtle and probably like there's the scene where he's walking down the beach with marada and he's saying well, Christ, I still have my father's eyes. And he takes the thing out of the, like he takes an eyeglass case and he opens them and there's his father father's eyes. And she was like, yeah. Topper, please. He was like, ah, it's just for luck.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Comedy, but like, again, not like not a line like this one, where, again, Admiral Benson, they're they're on the mission, they're on the boat, a big gust of wind. Holy cow, my cat blew off. Swing her around, we'll pick her up. We'll pick it up. The officer standing next to him. But sir, we're on the mission. Good thinking. We'll pick it up on the way back. We gotta mark the spot though. Put Rabidowitz <laughs> in a life raft. Have him roll in circles until we return. <laughs> it could be days. Then put some food in the life raft for God's sakes, man. Do I have to think of everything? We'll tape his favorite shows. He won't miss anything.
1: <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to be a captain
0: without a hat? How <laughs> am I supposed to be a captain without my cap? It's all it's down there and I'm up here powerless. <laughs> <laughs> yep and then at, at another one that just kind of caught me you know on the rewatch uh, earlier this week where they're coming down to the mission and everybody's cheering that they're back and like you have the and it's actually a, you know you have the old hound dog barking saying here they come which actually was a scene in if you've seen this film, Memphis Belle mm, yeah where the dog starts barking because the, you know, the planes start coming back. I don't know when this came out and if it's referencing that or whatever, but that's, that's what I thought of. And everybody's cheering and they're on the deck. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, we're landing. You want to get out of the way?
1: I think that's scary. I think it's Els. It's always. It's, it's, it's scary out.
0: always. Cause he's, he's coming in. It's like, uh, come on guys. Let's get, <laughs> yeah. get off, get off the deck. And then the last one, which is just really good with Lieutenant commander block. American planes will always be superior as long as we have wonderful men like you in the cockpit. And German parts.
1: <laughs> my, I mean, my favorite is definitely the it, it's, it's, when, it's, when his cap flies off. That's, it's, that's
0: where, the favorite. Well, it's in a raft. Have him yeah. go around in circles. Yeah, that's just. We'll put some food in the life raft. <laughs> Tape his <safest> favorite shows. <laughs> just. Yeah, that's that's all. That's that's my favorite too. That's my that's
1: just classic. So on to Naked Gun. A lot of good quotes here. Uh, (laughs) The mayor is the first one of the first ones I put on here. The mayor is yelling at Drebin because of, he says, she says, I don't need trouble like you had last year on the south side. Understand? That's my policy. And Frank says, yeah, well, when I see five weirdos dressed in togas stabbing a guy in the middle of a park in full view of 100 people, I shoot the bastards. That's my policy. And the mayor says, that was a Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar, you moron. You killed five actors. Good ones. So, it really sets the stage for Frank, I think, and his his nonsense. No, it absolutely does. Uh, the next one, again, and these these next few are going to be all from Frank. So, he says, he's talking to OJ's wife. He says, Wilma, I promise you, whatever scum did this, not one man in the forest will rest one minute until he's behind bars. Now, let's go grab a bite to eat. Bite to- <laughs> <laughs> uh frank to jane nice beaver thank you i just had it stuffed and then pulls down a stuffed beaver a stuffed beaver off the shelf frank in the in in the uh at the police station he says i can't see anything he's looking through a microscope and ed says use your open eye frank <laughs> just pretty st- stupid comedy but i, I got it cracked of it Frank <laughs> Frank says, Jane, since I've met you, I've noticed things I never knew were there before. Birds singing. Dew glistening on a newly leafed or formed leaf. Stoplights. lights. lights. <laughs> so good. Frank again. Same old story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy, boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. Girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the orange bowl on New Year's Day. Goodyear? No, the worst. Oh, the worst. <laughs> uh I mean, these are all really Frank centric. I'm like, I think the last one was more, was more, I guess, um, block centric, but this is definitely Bridges. All, all about Frank for sure. Okay. So he, he goes to meet Ludwig in an abandoned warehouse and Ludwig's not there, but a thug first starts firing a gun at him and says, I have a message from you from Frank Ludwig. He starts firing a gun and then, he's saying take that you lousy cub but frank but while he's shooting frank goes i'm sorry i can't hear you don't fire the gun while you're talking <laughs> and then they start fighting frank says it's true what they say cops and women don't mix it's like eating a spoonful of dorino sure it'll clean you out but it'll leave you hollow inside which is true let's see this one is well just the whole back and forth i'm not gonna say this whole quote but the whole back and forth between frank and nordberg and trying to figure out what nordberg saw before he got shot going back and forth and he's saying it's a boat and frank's like that's right nordberg it is a boat when you're better we'll go sailing together we'll take a cruise like last year and he says no drugs frank's hey nurse quick give this man some drugs can you see he's in pain no no heroin uh nordberg that's a pretty tall order you're gonna have to give me a couple of days on that one." <laughs> so good uh ed says "Doctors." Doctor say that Norberg has a 50-50 chance of living, though there's only a ten percent chance of that. <laughs> Norberg says, "Oh, this this is the real subtle one." When they walk into the into the hospital room, the doctor and the nurse is saying, "Mrs. Norberg, I think we can save your husband's arm. Where would you like it sent?" <laughs> so <laughs> terrible. Uh, the part where after uh, Ludwig gets killed and he gets you know he tumbles over the the back edge of the stadium. And he gets crushed by a, by, um, what is that thing called? Well, he gets hit by
0: a truck. He, um. Yeah.
1: But then like the asphalt machine, like the steamroller. Yeah. The steamroller. Marching band. Here comes the marching band. And then Ed, Ed says, oh, Frank, it's horrible. My father went the same way. (laughs) So ridiculous. And then Frank said, finally, Frank, it's a topsy-turvy world. And maybe the problems of two people don't amount to hill beans, but this is our hill. And these are our these beans. There are our beans. Any, any I forgot or uh, what's your favorite?
0: There's just, there's so many good ones. There's so, there
1: are, I mean, yeah, there's plenty. Uh, and,
0: and again, it's similar to that. Like there's so many of those one-liners that we could have, we, we totally could have listed in this. And then yeah. we would just be quoting, like we might as well just read the script for the entire movie because that's what it what, what we ended up, what we would have been doing. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm going with doctors say that Norberg has 50% chance of living, though there's only a 10% chance of that. I that's don't. a good. That's one I always remembered from growing a, up.
0: That's a good one, and I like I, I've been because pers- and again, it was one that 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 stuck out to me was and it's just that kind of subtle humor of I can't see anything. Frank, use your open eye.
1: Yeah. All right it's pretty it's pretty stupid but also pretty great all right so a lot of great quotes on to obscure facts
0: so we'll start with some hot shots facts where uh, valeria galino claims the scene in which she catches an olive popped out of her belly button was accomplished without trick photography that's pretty it impressive actually, If she could actually do that. did it
1: yeah Topper Harley's name comes from Harley Davidson's 1960s motor scooter, the Harley Topper. Hmm. Flip flopped it.
0: Uh, Charlie Sheen remarks uh, before a particularly energetic fight at the at the end of the film. Learned this one from Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul was married to Charlie Sheen's brother, Emilio Emilio Estevez, at the time of the filming.
1: I did not know that those two were ever married. That was that was kind of a fun fact. The role of Admiral Benson was actually first offered to Leslie Nielsen, who declined, telling director Jim Abrahams, I think I've done enough spoof spoof movies with you. All right. So this is, of course, after Nick Gunn. The role was then offered to Lloyd Bridges, who also appeared with Nielsen and Abraham's airplane in 1980.
0: He was really good in that one. He was a doctor in that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Topper's real first name is actually Sean, and you can see it on his ID badge in Ramada's office during their first meeting.
1: Yeah, a spoof of Tom Gunn, Excuse me, spoof of Top Gun. The film has several references to other Tom Cruise films. Actually, for example, the bartenders per drinks the same way as they do in Cocktail. When Kent shoots pool, he does impossible trick shots, with which also spoofs The Color of Money. And the love interest is Valeria Golina, who was also a love interest in Rain Man. So lots of time. I mean, all about Tom Tom Cruise.
0: Tom
1: They're hating on Tom Cruise. Or loving on Tom Cruise.
0: Or loving say. on Tom Giving him some respect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the opening crowd shot of the boxing match attended by Lieutenant Commander Block and Wilson is reused footage from the final fight scene from Rocky II. In addition, both of the fighters and their corner men that are used for more close-up shots filmed for this movie are dressed in the exact same colored robes and uniforms as worn by Sylvester Stallone, Carl Weathers, Burgess Meredith, and Tony Burton in Rocky II, along with matching floor canvas and ring rope covers used to match both film footage together seamlessly.
1: Well, and that's, and that's a scene that we didn't really touch on, but that's what he says. Uh, this each- ought to be a good fight. They're, <laughs> both, men, both men are repped by Don King. And then he takes a swing and he's a foot away and the other guy just stands there for a second and then just falls over. <laughs> ding, <So> ding. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Naked Gun. So according to David Zucker in the DVD commentary, the studio insisted on the casting of an Oscar winner in one of the major roles, which led to the casting of George Kennedy, who had actually been act- actively campaigning for the role of Ed Hockney for several months, saying, and he was actually, he, but honestly, he was mad he was he didn't have a chance to spoof himself in Airplane. So he finally got his chance to be be a spoof character in Naked I, I didn't realize he was an Oscar winner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's big in, um, oh, my gosh, what's the name of the movie with uh, Cool Hand Luke. Okay. Yeah.
0: The baseball blooper reel shows a baseball player's head coming off when he crashes into a fence. The scene is a tribute to a quote from San Diego Padres announcer Jerry Coleman. Winfield goes back to the wall, hits his head on the wall, and it rolls off. It's rolling off all the way to second base, the terrible thing. This is a terrible thing for the Padres.
1: <laughs> yeah, so obviously that's the ball, not his head, but... Uh, right. Good. Nice little fun little clip there. While Frank is impersonating an umpire, the batter swings back and hits Frank in the face. Mel Brooks actually suggested this joke. That little,
0: some little... Uh, some physical comedy. Yep. During Vincent Ludwig's first encounter with Lieutenant Frank Treven, Ludwig is feeding is fighting fish, small minnows. This is an identical scene. uh, This is identical to a scene in Bruce Lee's Game of Death where we see Dr. Land, who was played by Dean Jagger and The villain, and he was the main villain, feeding the same fish.
1: Yeah, so I guess they have a couple different references to some other movies as well. Drebin's old food, some of his food in in his refrigerator that's old is a jar of mayonnaise and the expiration date reads 1982, which is the same year police squad debuted.
0: A few characters from the television series were recast for the film franchise, including OJ Simpson re- replacing Peter Lupus as Nordberg, which has the spelling change to Nordberg and George Kennedy replacing Alan North as Ed Hocken, Leslie Nielsen as Frank Treven, Ed Williams as Ted Olson and Tiny Ron, as Al, were the only main characters to stay the same.
1: The breasts that remind Frank of his ex-wife are concrete reactor containment domes at San San Onofre Nuclear Generating Station in California. And that's when he, when he's driving, he says, everywhere I look, I, I, something reminds me of her. And then you see these giant reactors that look like breasts. Yep. <laughs> Lieutenant
0: Frank Drevin's line
1: about shooting the Shakespeare and the Park performers is
0: a close parody of a line <clears throat> of a line from Inspector Dirty Harry Callahan said about shooting a rapist in Dirty Harry in 1971.
1: And Ricardo Maltabon was actually cast as the main antagonist, Vincent Ludwig, due to his performance as Khan in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan yeah because he's a freaking amazing bad guy he's a but you also but you you empathize with him now I'm mean not empathize is real strong you sympathize with him you kind of get where he's coming from he's a likable bad guy
0: he is a likable bad guy yeah and and honestly you think you have to be a little bit likable to play a good bad guy
1: he's just so smooth like he's just he's just the coolest guy in the room basically
0: yeah <laughs> there's actually a director cameo in this film by David Zucker. And the opening credits is, the, is a man fixing a picture upon a wall of his house when the police squad car goes into the hallway. Zucker turns around and jumps into the next room.
1: And the Zucker brother's mom is also in this film. She plays Dominique. And that's the one that comes in and says, I must kill Pap Schmier. And then starts shooting, trying to shoot herself, which I never that's understand.
0: A, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize like that, that was his mom.
1: Zucker's mom. And she's in the other two Naked Gun movies, as well as Kentucky Fried Movie, Airplane, Top Secret, Basketball, and my, one of my favorite films, Ruthless People. So, you know, I mean, good for good for them, cast and mom. Oh, well, yeah. So what's your favorite, if you were to... I, I guess we don't really have to necessarily pick the most... The favorite, most obscure obscure facts. But there are a lot of really fun ones with uh, Naked Gun and Hot Shots. And I, I really... Fun. I. I really love that they that they cast their mom. It's pretty great. No, they totally do. I'd do that if I was a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. All right, a little bit of impact and nostalgia. What's something that maybe we like? What do we take away from this? Or why why did you pick? Why'd you go with Hot Shots? You go first.
0: I mean, <clears throat> probably one of the ma- like one of the main reasons why I went with Hot Shots is because I was watching TV a couple of weeks ago and somehow stumbled upon it. And I hadn't seen it in years. And honestly, I, well, I think it was, I was watching that and I think that's when I texted you, I said, hey man, we should do one on parodies. Cause there's <laughs> yeah. like, we should compare, like we're doing a lot of comparison episodes where we're choosing two things that are very similar and comparing, and comparing and contrasting. And I said, what about parody films? I said, there's so many good ones. And then that's one of the main reasons why I chose Hot Shots because that was more or less the inspiration for this episode yeah and i think it and i think it i think both these films but i think they hold up
1: i no, i totally agree and 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 this is this is probably one of the first parody films i remember seeing i mean i've seen airplane i've seen all of them but this was the one i remember seeing i, I don't know if it was if i rented it myself or if i wouldn't saw it at the theaters in like middle school we may have been a little bit too young for that but i remember like seeking out this film to see it and also for me, it's it's you know seeing Charlie Sheen. It's also why maybe like Major League, kind of before two and a half men, and he kind of before the winning winning moment of his career. Before
0: all of that nonsense. Be-
1: before the fall, basically.
0: Before the fall. It's when nice to still, s- when he was still relatively normal. Yes, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And also, kind of this was almost like the heyday of of spoof movies. I mean, you could say like the '70s with Monty Python and with. Uh, obviously Mel Brooks and, and he kind of goes through it. But, but I think a lot of his films go through the, you know, late eighties, early nineties. And this is the heyday well, of spoof films.
0: Yeah. I mean, you talk about Robin Hood, men in tights. Yeah. It was around the same time as all this. A
1: lot of these movies couldn't be made anymore. Unfortunately. No, n- absolutely not. People can't take a joke on things. So naked gun for me, the impact for naked gun I mean, first of all, I, I just, I think that how Leslie Nielsen, how dry he plays it is just so incredible. And I remember actually seeing this before I saw Airplane, which is is probably weird for a lot of people, but being as young as we were, we were when it came out, I saw this and then having to go back and see Airplane again and then see, have watched things that he's in where he's not a, co- a comedic actor is pretty hilarious because i only know him as a comedic actor but he's a really serious actor in most for most of his career so Mm -hmm. you know i think that's for me that was that was kind of it's really stands out and then i just i really love the this the small little one-liners and background things that just happen happen in the film that you just you don't really realize until you maybe watch a second time because they're so very subtle and uh, I already kind of mentioned a bunch of them. One, one, the other one I talk about or I want to talk about is like when he's driving his car. Besides running into things, right off the bat, he backs into the, one of the, the luggage carts and <laughs> drives that all the way from the airport to the police station. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's for me. What about you?
0: For Naked I mean, for naked Gun, you, you probably you touched on it a lot, but it's, it's, it's all the subtle humor in it. It's all just the little like, the little one-liners like, "Thanks, I just had it stopped." You know, yeah. Use your open eye. Like, it's it's those kind of, you know, those kind of lines that are just peppered throughout the film. That like, as soon as it might start getting serious, it just it just kind of cuts right through it. And um, yeah.
1: And so,
0: he, you know, Jay. Before, uh, oh. It- I know that's before that... all of before all of this happened, because I mean, yeah, he was, he was trying to break into acting and he was good in this film. He was good in the next one. Like he wasn't, he didn't have a big, he didn't have a big role, but like, yeah, he wasn't bad at all. Right. In how, how that would have shaken out had things not happened the way they did.
1: Both of these films have had, have iconic major uh, downfall actors, the downfall of two actors. Yeah. Falls from grace. Right. Yeah, definitely. So when watching these movies, I've always got some kind of thoughts and questions. So inner inner nerd thoughts and questions. So I'm going to ask you some questions and I, I want to see if you have an answer for it. And if you don't, that's okay. Cause I'm not sure I do either. For hot shots, would the, the helium pipe at the very beginning of the movie, will that, what could we, could we make one of those? Would that work? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? When there's, sm- I, no, there's no, smoke. No. Yeah,
0: I think so. <laughs> because it's because it's pressurized and it's trying to get out. Yeah. So if you had a valve like that, yeah, it would. I think it would probably work.
1: I would buy that. Can you imagine having walleye vision?
0: No, I don't even know what walleye vision is, but
1: it sounds terrible. It almost looks like like having that fisheye lens on your face all the time.
0: <laughs> yes, and I don't know how you would even try to be a pilot, or how that wouldn't get caught. Like I don't right. know, like when they're doing your eye test when you're signing
1: up. Yeah, do we like Carrie Elwes better as a good guy or a villain
0: in this film specifically? I liked no. him. I well, because he, he kind of they they make up and they become friends at the end. But I liked him better when he was kind of a dick. When him and Topper were kind of you know at ends with each
1: other. But just as know. an act, but just as an actor though, do you like his roles when he plays a good guy or a bad guy?
0: A good guy, because I mean, you think about Princess Bride, and you think about you know the two that come to mind, Princess Bride and Robin Hood, right?
1: Yeah, I think he's got the potential and he's got the ability to be a good villain, but I I definitely like him, like him better as a good guy.
0: And he's kind of a villain in Princess Bride, but he's a bad guy. To, but he is a good guy. Yeah, he's playing a bad guy.
1: He's like the anti-hero.
0: Yeah, sort of.
1: Why does everyone keep sitting on a Chihuahua in this movie? I
0: love that. I love that. It's just a, that running gag. I love it. Yeah. It was something I I, I meant to mention it earlier and I was, yeah, I just read the entire film. <laughs> I loved
1: it. They mentioned Carrie Elway's, uh, that he, his nose flares when he gets angry or agitated. That happens to me too. Does it happen to you too? Or we're we the only ones? I don't know. No one's ever told me. Okay. But, all right. Well, I guess me—that's something me and Carrie, Carrie have in, in common. Who do you think had the better ending, Hot Shots or Top Gun?
0: I don't even remember the ending to Top Gun.
1: I mean, it's basically the same thing, except for the dogfight is not there's not a plane inverting itself and then banging on the top of the, of the cockpits and spinning around and doing spin, right like a like a throwing star but it is the same concept. Like he kind of loses his mind. He kind of uh, breaks off. Tom Cruise breaks off from the, from the, the from the, from the, the dog, the dog fight, and then comes back in, saves the day and then lands. And they're all hugging each other on the aircraft carry afterwards. And then instead of him throwing his dad's eyes into the water, into the ocean, he throws goose's dog tags. And then, oh, and then this, and then the same thing at the very end, you see in the sunlight, I think you see Goose, but then in in uh, in in Hot Shots, you see you see uh, you see uh, his dad, and you also see Elvis. <laughs> I'm going to say Hot Shots. I I would agree. I would agree. That's just a it's just a better fight. I think it's, it's and and then he fight. takes the extra step step and drops a bomb all, like literally into Saddam Hussein's lap, which you know he took it a step farther. No, absolutely, it's great. All right, Naked Gun, so. When going through all of these, um, let me list the bad guys again and what, what country they're from, or I should say the enemies of the U.S. So we've got Idi Amin, who's from Uganda, Arafat, Palestine. We've got Castro, Cuba, Gaddafi from Libya, and Gorbachev from US, uh, USSR, as well as Kamini from Iran. Now, Kamini is sitting at the head of the table. Would he be, do you think that he is the, the person at the head of the table at that time? Yeah. Okay. You know more about
0: history. I mean, especially when you think about what just happened with Iran, like when. So you you saw the movie Argo. Sure. Yeah. That was Iran, and that mm-hmm. was if this is 1988. That was seven years before this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the Iran is
0: were probably still really high with Iran in 1988 because you had. I mean, even when when Reagan was in office, you had the you had the Iran Contra.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so I guess I guess Khamenei is definitely at the head of the table, but I think it's almost like a rotating situation. I think if we go back in time a couple decades, we got we got to put Cuba on there, we got to put Castro. And then totally. maybe maybe jump forward another decade, we got Gorbachev or maybe not Gorbachev but the USSR. So I, I yeah. think okay
0: yeah, I mean, if you're if you're thinking from like traditional like superpower, USSR is probably at the head of that table the entire time <laughs> right. there in their existence because it's yeah that was that was the Cold War, wasn't it? Yeah, there were some there were some side players, but it was the U.S. and the Soviets. Period. Yeah, watch the Americans.
1: Yeah, and I guess this is a, this is close to the time the fall of the Berlin Wall. So I guess you know, they're not as prompt. All right more a more I'm not sure you can answer this question, but what kind of movies do you think o j makes if he does not get in trouble? Does he stick to movies like this? does he become a serious actor?
0: I think eventually that's what he tries to do. Okay. I think he breaks in with comedy because it's probably i don't know why maybe maybe it's easy or whatever because he's he's not carrying the movie he's you know kind of has a bit part, but I think eventually he tries to he tr- he tries to be serious if he can if he can if he's capable of doing it. I don't know how I don't think we know how good of an actor he was. But
1: yeah, he's good in those commercials too, Pepsi commercials I think. No, it was like air, air, some airline commercials. Anyway, do you think? I think about this movie whenever I'm on a Zoom call and I have to leave my computer. Do you ever think about that as far as <laughs> remembering to turn your microphone off?
0: I, so when I'm on zoom calls for meetings, I'm usually not, it's not hooked to my computer. It's calling my cell phone. I am constantly tapping on my tapping on my Mm -hmm. phone to, to refresh the screen so that just to make sure that I'm still on mute. If Always. Like if you, if it's a 30 minute call, I'll do it five or six times knowing that I haven't touched it at all, but I'm just like, I just want to just making sure, just making sure.
1: That happened the other day in, in a big, in a big full staff meeting. And just if you're if you're out there listening right now, sometimes when you join a meeting, the creator of the meeting does not have your automatic your microphone turned off automatically. So check that guy.
0: You don't want to run into that issue. Absolutely check that guy. And it's happened to me, and that's why I'm probably so obsessive about yeah, it because I've yeah. definitely said some things on meetings that it's like, Oh, you say that and then you get that can everybody please mute your phone? And you're like, Shit.
1: That was me. <laughs> who 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 stuffs the beaver? Have you ever heard of a stuffed beaver before or after this movie?
0: No. Maybe it was sentimental? Right.
1: Maybe. That's the okay. only thing I can think of. That anti-graffiti wall, would that work? It's kind of it's kind of pointless because it's not like... So I
0: think anti-graffiti wall and I think Demolition Man. Where it's like <laughs> they try to do it and then it cleans itself. The paint's yeah. already on there. You're just painting the guys doing it. So someone still has to go clean
1: it. Yeah, but I like the idea of it of it painting you back. <laughs> I
0: like that idea, but like it's still kind of it, kind of like it'd be better if it prevented people from doing it in the first place.
1: Okay, all right. I think I think the humor of it painting you back that was pretty pretty awesome. Okay, oh, no, totally. Here's a question I've always thought about: the sensory induced hypnosis, the button that Ludwig hits to make people turn into mindless puppets. How do they know who they're supposed to kill? that's a very good question like there's a lot of people in that stadium how does reggie jackson know that he has to go and kill the queen
0: i don't know it's there's (laughs) the only thing that i can think of is there's some kind of subliminal message that you can't hear that's part of the beeps that's saying who needs to be killed that's so that's a, it's specific like to it's specific, you know, you can program the device to say the subliminal message is going to be kill John Lambert. So then, whenever that one goes off, whoever it is, that's what they're going to know and that's what they're going to
1: hear. So I like it. that answer. That was, that was that's real. It. that was good. That was very, that was very scientific. It's the best I got. Do umps still say play ball to get the game going in a baseball game?
0: Maybe for Little League, but I doubt for the pros.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, okay. They're all just sitting there waiting for him to say it. And I feel like that's not a thing anymore. No, I don't know. Not for the pros, no. Okay, this always bothers me. And these are the things in movies that I don't understand why they can't just fix this. I I need to be a <laughs> consultant on sports I, movies. I thought the exact same thing. They hit a uh, home run, and then they put up a zero on the scoreboard. And I'm like, well, I, I don't understand. Why is the, or and the, Or they're, they're, maybe it's a previous inning, but there's no four anywhere or larger anywhere on the scoreboard
0: yep there hits a grand slam and then what? like the next thing you see is like a two and
1: it's like how is that yeah. that's just lazy uh, yeah yeah i mean just, attention to detail it's just it's not that hard to fix all you have to do is have him put up a four instead of a two that's it last question is leslie nielsen better in naked in this movie or airplane or something else
0: Well, if I'm comparing this
1: to Airplane, I'll
0: have to say that I'll have to say Naked Gun, and strictly because like strictly because he's the main character in this film, and he's not the main character in Airplane. Right. He's he's hilarious, and it's great, but he's got he's got more oomph in Naked Gun.
1: I will say though, I do say I just want to let you know, good luck. We're all counting you on you more often than any other quote from Naked Gun. So. That's a, now I agree. Better, better naked gun. Surely you can't be serious, but I am
0: serious. And don't call me Shirley. Those two
1: lines themselves (laughs) are, I I say a hundred times more than any line, any quote that he has in. in And
0: especially that one. Yeah. Surely you can't be serious. Everybody says that.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. Who's the winner. And and so I'm going to go through these categories real quick and naked gun kind of took, took home the ranks director and the writer. But then after that, we kind of had a little bit of a split with the characters and the music. So, you know, if we're looking at categories, it's kind of hard because it's almost like a split down the middle. I think this point, it's just an eyeball test.
0: I'm going to say Naked Gun.
1: I'm glad you said that because I don't want to have an argument with you. I'm going to say Naked Gun too. (laughs) Having Okay, and here's my reason. Having watched them both again, and I've seen them both, I mean at least a couple dozen times each of them maybe more watching them again the other night i laughed more out loud at naked gun than i did with hot shots totally and Uh, that's uh, yep yeah now i think that some of the major funny moments in hot shots are perhaps funnier than the major moments in naked gun but naked gun is just a constant just it's just joke after joke after joke just nonsense after nonsense hot shots i think has some really high peaks but also some some low valleys if that and, makes yeah, sense and
0: yeah and there's some scenes where there is some comedy but it's not like laugh out loud comedy
1: right totally like agree when,
0: like when he leaves when he leaves Ramada's office and he gets electrocuted and blah, blah, blah. it's like yeah it's it's funny but like it's not like i'm not going to die in my you know die of laughter from <laughs> from watching that I don't think right. I did even the first time I saw it, but no, I, like your your reason is exactly the same reason that that I'm saying Naked Gun is because like I just I just watched both of these and I guess I I thought like Hot Shots was funnier, it, maybe I thought it was funnier than it actually was, but I was like, huh, I'm like hey, some, there are some really funny parts in this, but there are also yeah. a lot of just kind of like it's just kind of bland. Whereas yeah, Naked Gun. It's constant. Every single scene, there's some, there's some gesture, or there's it's 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 a body movement. It's him, you know, stabbing the fish with the pen, and then trying to fish it out, and like doing all that. Like he's not saying a word, but he's just acting like a complete idiot. Yeah. And then just the constant one-liners throughout the whole film.
1: Yep. I'll I'll get. I I 100% agree with you. Okay. Congratulations, Naked Gun. You beat out Hot Shots. You live to fight another day. We did leave out some, of course. And it was challenging to to narrow this down to just two. And heck, if we did this again in a month, we probably would come up with two completely different new movies we want to we want to talk about because there's just so many great great parodies out there. So some some ones we omitted. We're gonna get to Mel Brooks movies later on. Some non-Mel Brooks ones. We've got Airplane. We've mentioned multiple times tonight. Didn't really touch on Scary Movie, but man, that's great. Uh, we also even mentioned Monty Python, but that's one we want to. That's, that's a great omission we left out.
0: Uh, we've got some some classics. This is Spinal Tap. Which yeah, if you haven't seen that, you need to go see it. It goes up to eleven. Again, a, a line that's, a line that gets said a lot. Consi- like to this day. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, something that I just watched recently. Uh, MacGruber, Tropic Thunder,
1: Hot Fuzz. <laughs> galaxy quest i never thought about that as being one but now like upon further review it, it oh, totally it is apparently totally yeah best in show and really any of those like best in show waiting for guffman etc don't be a menace to south central while drinking your juice in the hood great top secret is probably one of the older ones that i remember even though that's obviously not that's that's post um airplane etc but mm-hmm. i mean that's val kilmer right there at his best right totally any Austin Powers films. Let's not forget about those. And there are even more. And so if you have any that you thought of, please don't hesitate to shoot them to us in an email. So heck, maybe we can include them in our next podcast debate.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, I agree that like there, there's so many that we left on the table that we'll have to do this again. Well, we'll have to do one for Mel Brooks and then another one trying to narrow down which of these two we're going to talk about. Just looking at them, there's a couple that, stick out in my head yeah no kidding. so thank yous anybody in particular you want to thank
1: i want to thank netflix for having naked gun on uh on their on their uh platform able to stream good call and i but i don't want to thank amazon because i had to pay for hot shots luckily i still have the dvd so i just popped that that sucker in there I had I had to pay for it so thanks for nothing Amazon but thank you Netflix yeah that was unfortunate but
0: still worth it because it was still funny it was entertaining uh I want to thank uh Kelly Pratt photography oh yeah we got we got our well we didn't have a a real wedding but we got our wedding we we Got dressed up and got our photos at the place that we would have been married at uh, last weekend and seen a couple sneak peeks, and she did a really good job. So just want to thank her for spending the day with us. Thank you for spending the day with us and spending the evening with us. I'm talking to you, Justin. Uh, He was there, too. And, uh, yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. If you want to connect with us, you can always send in your show suggestions to nerdisnewcoolpodcast at gmail.com. Like or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Nerd is New cool podcast, or follow us on Twitter at nerdisthenewco2.
0: Next episode preview. I wanted to try to figure out a creative way to talk about another band that I have a tattoo of, Pink Floyd. And we're going to discuss, not really a controversial topic, but Pink Floyd and The Wizard of Oz specifically dark side and the wizard of Oz and get into a little bit of the history. Does it work? Why does it work? Did they plan it? Is it just by accident? Who knows? We're going to find out together.
1: Having done this with you Lambert multiple times, I am excited to really go through and find out more information about why it's even a thing.
0: I'm excited to do, I'm excited to do the research on it too, to just try to understand the history of it. Like, who was yeah. the Yahoo who tried this first? Who, how did <laughs> right. how did this become a thing? Like yeah. you don't just do this by like you just do it by accident. It's like wow, this really lines up. Like no, yeah. how does
1: how did that happen? It'll be well, interesting. There's probably something else involved, but we'll talk about that maybe in the next at the next <laughs> next time. Uh, yeah. So until then, it's always been a it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye.